Welcome in to the How You Save podcast. I'm Boyd. I'm AJ, and this is a very special edition, live from Santa Clara, Levi Stadium, just outside the door. What are you doing outside the door of Levi Stadium? Trying to work out whether uh, I should trade for Devin Coleman or not. Oh, okay. Are you going to tell Jimmy G that uh, he's overrated and he's leading the league in turnovers right now? No, I don't need to tell him that. He probably yeah. always knows. Probably knows. Uh, Corey's probably sending him fanboy picks, uh-huh. uh, fan fiction. Uh, I don't know who the fan fiction would be. Would it be like Steve Young or uh, what's the other quarterback on the 49ers, which I don't know? Jeff Garcia. Yeah, so it's like a trist with those three involved. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I think this is what... Hmm? What team is more overrated? The 49ers or Corey's fantasy team? Oh, Corey's fantasy team. Oh, okay. Definitely. Like, because it's not a real team, one. So, overrating scale increased. Uh, it's Corey's team. Again, increased. But the 49ers are Corey's team, so that's like an even. I mean, then, Corey's team is undefeated right now. Is he ever yeah, going to lose? Some of the 49ers. Okay. Would you say that Corey is also leading the league in turnovers right now, or is it a solid undefeated? Uh, I think it's a solid undefeated, but if we do look at the standings and we look at who's faced the least amount of points, Mm-hmm. It is Corey's team. It is Corey. That's pretty much the only reason he's undefeated is because he's faced the easiest schedule by far in the league. Uh, also, he scored 100 fewer points this week than he did last week. I mean, if that trend continues, I don't think he's going to win uh, too many more games. Yeah. That's my hard-hitting analysis think... of the week. <laughs> I think there's a depth question on Corey's team. Like, what happens when Lamar Jackson goes down? Mm-hmm. Right? Does he even have another quarterback? I don't think so. Right? No. He's going to have to go get uh, Andy Dalton or yeah. uh, or Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. We'll just we'll, like, wait and see who, like, I think he's one injury away, maybe two injuries. No, one injury away. He loses a... Yeah, he loses a wide receiver to injury, and he's got he can't start anyone. He's gonna have to start DJ Clark, DJ DJ Shark. Let me ask you this: What would be the most devastating injury to Corey's team? Uh, it would be an injury to Corey's penis. I think that would be the most devastating <laughs> injury because his gifts and everything else will just fall apart. Mm. Right, he'll With be no beside penis. himself. He can't ejaculate to his team. Yeah, then you get all backed up and uh, start tinkering with his team. So, no, that's some savvy analysis. I hadn't gone that way, but uh, I think you're dead on. Yeah, I think he's keeping himself busy right now. And if that injury would happen, you're right. Like, you'll have to do something else. Yeah. And tinker with the team, play with it. Who knows? Who knows what could happen? All right, well, let's, let's switch subjects. Let's not talk about Corey's team for the entire podcast. Let's talk about the only other person that does listen to the podcast, and that's Danny, who is now totally defeated, 0-3 on the season. 
what has happened with Danny's team? Well, Danny made some bad decisions, uh-huh. and then he made some worse decisions, <laughs> and then he traded Odell Beckham to the player he was now facing. Uh-huh. So, that's never a good sign. No. Um, and then on top of that, like, when will Danny win again? Will Danny ever win again? Because he's facing you this week, yep. and he's a substantial and underdog, and then he's facing... Coy the week after. Yeah. But I don't know, like And then Laura who's two and one. Sorry? And then Laura's two and one in week six. Uh you know, not until maybe you in week eight does he have an easy victory on his hands. Oh, okay, shots fired. Let's, <laughs> let's just see. Boy, it's very early in the season. It is. Very early in the season. It is early. Well, let's recap now. So the top four from last year were Barrett, Danny, you, and Christina. And the four of you have combined to go three and nine thus far in the season, which, I'll be honest, not unprecedented. Uh, Usually the top switches to the bottom and the bottom switches to the top for the past couple years. We saw me and uh, Corey and Baker and Eric all struggle a little bit last season. I was the only one to go back to back in the playoffs. Uh, so, true to form, number one pick gets you right back in the hunt the following Again, year. Early in the season, yes. I think Danny and Danny's not going to jump back up, but I think Christina and I have a shot of coming back instead of playoffs. Okay. Um, I will say that I've been one of the most consistent teams in the league making the playoffs and even past the first round of the playoffs most years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and everyone else is 2-1 and one or 1-2. One and two. So everyone's very even this year, yeah. except for Coy and Dang. Yeah. And, well, not to stroke Coy's ego too much, but will he lose again? Uh, I don't know. I think he's probably going to run away with this thing. Yeah. It would be a real shame if Jinx alert. Like, Corey doesn't win this whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be a massive disappointment to yeah. uh, that entire household, as well as the world, if Corey does not win the title this year. All right. Like, how will he even be able to face Neil if he doesn't win? <laughs> uh, going back a little bit further... Uh, this week and looking at some interesting waiver wire claims that happened before the week mm-hmm. and um, the bell of the ball was Demarcus Robbins who half the league bid on him like 6 out of the 12 teams put in a bid Eric was successful and outbid Christina by a dollar which in fab waiver wire terms is the perfect bid because you're just paying one dollar extra than the next highest bidder. Yeah. Uh, Christina uh, did though get her other three waiver wire claims as and is uh, for the season five out of six. So Christina knows exactly how much to bid, or maybe she's overbidding. Maybe like halfway through the season, she won't have any bad luck. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, coincidence or not, she is the commissioner of the league. So, begs the question, is she uh, getting 
advance information uh, that the rest of us are not privy to. <laughs> Perhaps worth looking into. Maybe. Well, I enjoyed uh, Bill's D going for $7 last week. Uh, I'm going to say not a bad move, but a great move. They scored double-digit points, uh, held Badger to a victory. I'm all aboard this Badger train. I think she's going to make the playoffs, probably even going to win the whole thing. Okay. Well, do we know whether she listens to the podcast? We have no idea. I believe she's still in Peru. So uh, probably, because I'm sure there are lots of train rides involved in traveling around Uh, Peru, but what do I know? Well, she... Well, if she does listen, I would say change your freaking team name. Yes. Your team name makes no sense. <laughs> That's Tony's team name. Yeah, we need a Badger-specific team name here. Yeah. Otherwise, it will be changed for you. If I think if it's not changed by, like, say, week 10, we get to decide what her new team name is. I feel like maybe week 5 is when we start implementing that. This has gone on far too long already. Uh, let's see. I'll, okay, let's go to split the middle and go like week eight. Week eight, we will make a new team name. Um, send us suggestions. We will gladly take them into consideration if you listeners have a suggestion for Badger's new team name. Uh, but yeah, the... And Boyd, I would like to say a very hearty uh, claim of Mitchell Trubisky to lock up your weekly prize. Oh, I think Yeah. Big winner it over would, here. It would have been better if you'd say started Mitchell Trubisky and started Mark Ingram the second and maybe had a chance of winning. I think I needed to start one of the bench receivers as well. I mean, I needed to make four or five different moves to topple Corey. I lost by... 55 points last week. Yeah. It's not close. All right, well, uh, thank you for that. Um, we did have a little bonus waiver wire action on Thursday and Saturday. We had Deshaun Jackson inexplicably being dropped from Danny's team and a mad dash to get him on Saturday. Uh, you had a personal hand in this flurry of transactions. Tell us about it. Yeah, so... I didn't know if anyone else would bid on him. I don't. I didn't think anyone else would bid on him, and unfortunately, only one other person bid on him, which was Christina. I did not even know he was available. Yes. Okay. So, given what you know, he's still injured. You don't know. Um. You don't know when he'll exactly come back. How much would you have bid on Deshaun Jackson? Had I been aware. Yeah. And, and had a wide receiver spot available. Yeah. Um, I mean, four to five sounds about right. Okay. I probably, I probably would have gone five. I mean, I spent ten on TJ Hawkinson, so I don't know if you really need to be getting my advice on a situation like this. But, yeah, I'd probably go about five. I mean, I'm not breaking the bank on a guy that's currently hurt and had uh, a huge week one, for sure. But how much confidence do we have that he's going to be able to replicate that? I mean, I feel like every other week, if he goes three for 80 and a touchdown, that sounds about like what we can expect out of Deshaun Jackson. That's great. That's 15 points. I will take that. (laughs) All right. So you bid $4, Christina bids $7. Then what happened? So 
So then um, I was at uh, Manor DCNC over the weekend. And so we got to talk in face to face. And Christina's um, was a little tight end short. And she had Greg Olson, whom she picked up on the Tuesday waiver wire, uh-huh. but was not happy. Um, especially with Cam Newton not starting. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I had two top 12 uh, tight ends, two tight end ones, if you would. Uh-huh. So, uh, and 2019, George Kittle, and then uh, who are we saying Darren Waller is? 2019, Antonio Gates? Twenty? No, remember we said it last week. He is the 2020 uh, Mark Andrews. Oh, gotcha, okay. But the... But um, in 2019. But it's 2019. And so what happened was the Antonio Brown news broke as we're at dinner. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, great, he's gone. So move him out of my lineup. And now I'm a little wide receiver light. Yeah. And I was already interested in Deshaun Jackson. So Christina, as she claims in her own words, initiated the first trade that she's ever initiated. This is the first trade that she's ever initiated. So she sent out feelers and she was like, I would like Dylan Waller and you can have Deshaun Jackson and give me some money. And there's some um, umming and ahhing and negotiations about how much bad, like uh, how much auction budget, sorry, for next year's auction uh-huh. that we should transfer. And we settled on $3. So, this so you at about 9.50. Okay. So you two decided that Deshaun Jackson was more valuable than Darren Waller, and thus you would give up Darren Waller and money in order to get Deshaun Jackson. Christina decided that. Okay. I did not, but I... You agreed to do it, to, though. I agreed to do it. It's sort of like a win-win. I okay. think that um, both teams helped each other fix a need. I believe Christina got the better end of the deal. Uh-huh. Especially with the performance of Darren Waller yeah. compared to the performance of um, Mark Andrews. <laughs> what was it? Darren Waller scored 22 points. Um, Christina was joking with me as I was watching Sunday Football with her going, he really needs a touchdown. If he gets a touchdown, then he's solidified as my tight end one. Mm. And this was when he was at, like, what was it? He had um, 100 yards and uh, 10 receptions. And Christina wasn't happy. She was like, I need that touchdown. Christina always wants more. So who knows? Maybe he won't, maybe Christina won't start down the wall and we'll start Greg Olsen over him this week. Well, we'll see what happens. Okay, uh... Okay, let's take uh, just a couple minutes to kind of recap the whole moving to auction draft in 2020. Uh, You mentioned that you traded $3 in auction money to Christina. So that has officially been ruled that you can trade 2020 auction dollars for whatever you want this year, players probably, uh, and there is no cap 
and the budget next year is going to be $200. So you can trade up to $200 for players for this year. Yeah, and I would advise against trading any more than, say, 50 Yeah, I mean, you need 15 guys, 16, I think it's 16-team rosters, so you probably shouldn't be trading more than $184 or else you won't be able to draft a full team and even then you'll be yep. spending one dollar and you'll have to go pick guys up off waivers at the end of the draft so uh yep. yeah no 50 sounds like a reasonable number yeah because um, uh the way you look at it is if you consider the first two rounds any people in the first two rounds are going to go for about an average of 42 45 dollars some will go more, like the people at the start, like Zeke may go for 60, and people right at the end may go for like 30, but on average, 40, 45 bucks. So like half your budget is going to be two studs, mm-hmm. potentially. You may go crazy and go three studs as half your, as three quarters of your budget. But if you've already given away $50, you're kind of not going to even potentially have one stud. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just to keep in mind, and the change is also to Superflex. That's right. So, We're adding a position next year, right? We determined that we are adding instead of replacing. Correct. And so we're going to add a position, and it's going to be a potential position where you can start another quarterback, which means quarterbacks become infinitely more valuable, which all in all becomes super interesting because maybe the one trade you could do this year which would benefit you now and benefit you next year is say giving Danny $35 for Patrick Mahomes Mm, interesting because he's a last round keeper so you keep him for 5 bucks if he was in the auction he would go for about $40 perhaps yep if not more. So that would be an interesting point. Uh, Sounds like you are considering this move for yourself. No, I don't need him. I've got Dak. Dak's awesome. <laughs> Dak is awesome. Yeah. All right, we have a very special call-in guest this week. It's actually five different people I call it the Champions Roundtable. <laughs> We've got Barrett Thompson, Andrew Lee, Laura Lee, a special guest, not even in the Fantasy League, but they love the podcast so much, Alex Almas and Anna Simon. Cheers. Welcome Cheers. in, everybody. Cheers. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Getting it into some riveting talk. So, boy, why did you describe your surroundings? I would describe them as beer-filled. We are at a brewery in St. Louis, Missouri right now. Not sober. Yes. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company. Seven or eight beers deep. Yeah. Each, obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Each. Definitely each. Yeah. So we had some interesting developments in the Fantasy League last week. Barrett and Laura faced off against each other. Laura beat the pants off of Barrett. Woo! Barrett, what do you got to say for yourself? I'm not wearing pants right now. That is the truth. They are off. My favorite position of Barrett's pants is off. So at my ankles, I consider this my ankles a win in many ways. Yep. 
Andrew, what was it like watching uh, Laura watch her own matchup last week? I... Were her pants also off, but for different reasons? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually our favorite place, or favorite way to watch football is pantsless. Uh-huh. So we'll <laughs> What usually, other way is there? Well, you know, early season, it's kind of warm. You know that you get a little bit of a precipitation in the nether regions area. So you definitely want to wear as little clothing as possible in the St. Louis heat in late summer, early fall. Do you have uh, humidity-proof Seahawks gear? Uh, maybe, a, maybe a nice breathable tank top or a mesh shirt of some sort? Well, <laughs> I do love to put on a nice pair of Lady 12's leggings. <laughs> you know, the kind with the little feathers down the leg? Those yeah. are great. Uh-huh. Those don't seem very breathable, though. Well, you know, the compression, because I'm a pro. Oh, right. You, gotta, you know, the pros got to wear the compression. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I felt like that gif of Vince McMahon when I <laughs> was looking at my players and I saw two 25-point games and one 39-point game. And I was like, am I the next Corey? But I was not. Mm. Never say never. Never say never, but thank you, Julio. Didn't, didn't you outscore Corey? This week, but not the the week. You the know, week. you recall the week. The week, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we still outscored him this week, so that means he's yeah. beatable. Yeah, it's do you point. want to be the next Corey Laura? I mean, look at him. Of course, I do. That man Stug. is the picture of happiness. Stug. Laura, you are a champion, and Corey is not. <laughs> True. Corey, <laughs> Corey wants to be you. <laughs> he wants to be anybody at this table, really. <laughs> oh, very true. I think we all need to get together to form a super team, like maybe halfway halfway point in the season when we realize like Corey maybe just taking it all. We just get together, mm. form a super team to take that him out. Is so, he collusion. Collusion. So, he, so he doesn't get his, so he doesn't get his name on the trophy. That. Yeah, Barrett, I know you're just a fresh champion. <laughs> <laughs> you're the youngest of us, but that's called collusion, and it's illegal. And you know Commissioner, Commissioner Christina would hunt us down, and she'd take those pants from around your ankles, and she'd yank them right up. <laughs> well... <laughs> If we formed a super team underneath her team, maybe oh, she'd no, feel no. differently. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, that. No, that. No, no, it's William. Yes, William's got knocked out. Oh, my God. I'm watching the game. And on the first play of the game, William gets a head on him. Oh, he wasn't. He's not what? even listening. He's not even listening. He's watching the Thursday night game. We're editing that part out. That was right. a. What just happened? He's. All right, let me see what's going on. We are recording this live during the Packers-Eagles game, and apparently something cool happened, although not to AJ against AJ. What? <laughs> okay, so Andrew, or fake Andrew as we refer to you, you are in the marquee matchup this week against real Andrew. Excellent. How are you, how are you feeling about that? I'm feeling great. My team is probably the best team that I've had in two years. <laughs> it's not very long. It's... The, it's Mainly thanks to um, our planning team and our uh, draft. So we got lots of great scouts on our on our staff this year, and mm-hmm. they are just knocking it out of the park. Are any of them named Laura by any chance? <laughs> Absolutely not. She will not re- share any resources with me. She is holding this one resource that keeps giving her little tips uh, that 
I don't know. They they help in beating Barrett, but I don't think they'll help her be a champion again. Anyone could beat Barrett though. That's not true. Whoa. I'm the reigning <laughs> champion, motherfucker. That's the past. That's the past. Living nobody's ever gone back to back, though. I mean, this is yeah, true. another opportunity for a back to back champion. Well, nobody's been not looking two time so champions yet, nor have they been two time champions. I mean, but if anybody knows anything about a hangover, it's Barrett. Woo! So. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I had a slow start last season, too, and you guys were all talking shit about me. Just mm-hmm. slow and steady. Slow and steady. Staying the course. I'm not going to make any more dumb trades with Boyd. <laughs> I made it last year. It that was almost... A, that was a lose-lose. We both lost from that. It didn't help me. No. Trading bad players for bad players does not typically work. All right. You're right. So, live update right now. Uh, in the marquee matchup of the week... He's got three players going tonight. He's mm-hmm. playing Scandling Val- or Valdez Scandling, Adams and Wentz, and so I like far. Scaldez Vandling. Yeah, that's a better name. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an important question: Do you and Real Andrew have some sort of bet at the end of this matchup? Like maybe you revert the names back, or maybe you rename your last names, or can we do that now? Can we put or, that or rename we, your team names? Well, we, this we is should've. between you and Holtzclaw. I know. Uh, I'm gonna put it out there, Holtzclaw. I know you listen. Uh, <laughs> put it on the board. <laughs> put something on the board. <laughs> put it in the books. Uh, Andrew, yeah. I have a question about our other league. Yeah. Uh, just go through the decision process of randomly being invited at the last moment. And obviously we chose you over Barrett because Barrett was not invited to the best ball league. Uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm still not even sure what the best ball league is. We'll talk or, about it later. Or why, or why we're talking about it on this podcast. Good Great point. question, Good point. So let's stop. We support both leagues on this podcast. No, you don't. We only give five minutes to the other league. We nope. give the 55 minutes and it has to, But it has to be at the very end so I can stop it. Yeah, Boyd's going to cut all this out and then he's going to put this at the very end. Oh. This is how the <laughs> podcast works. I'm actually going to cut the whole thing out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the powers of being producer now, they're fantastic. <laughs> I can barely fit through doorways with my large head. <laughs> <laughs> So, what was your question about this silly league? Uh, tell me how you felt. Like, randomly invited, last moment. How do you feel about this league, Jewel? I'm kind of confused by well. it. I don't know why I can't see the standings, and I don't know how it works. But, you know, football and gambling, it's cool. Yeah, any form is good. Okay, can one of you show him how this league works? Yeah, we'll, we'll show him. I'll just, I'll, we'll, I'll we'll just wait him. for the, the WhatsApp updates of uh, highlighting where AJ Aussie is. <laughs> I love that. Once, once every three or four weeks, you'll get an update. I hope that's good <laughs> enough for you. Andrew, have you found that watching football in the central time zone has given you any sort of advantage or disadvantage? Well, let me tell you. I wake up around 7 or 8 in the morning which wow. is so much earlier than the rest of you schmucks. Yeah. And I get so much done before football starts. It is That's incredible. a lot of research time available to you. Uh, if only it were that, you know. I'm going out for walks. I'm taking the dog out. The dog has <laughs> pooped before you guys have even stirred from your beds. <laughs> oh my god. 
But the central time zone is really the worst time zone. Because, because it goes so late? Uh, because we... I heard you couldn't even stay awake for the Sunday night football game last week. Yeah, yeah, it really is that. You know, the, the, the afternoon games go until the evening, like mid-dinner. And then Sunday night doesn't start until when I'm two hours from bed. It's, uh, I mean, I am dying. You sound like an old man. This Yeah, is Brendan talking right now? <laughs> you know We're what? We're going to need to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, how are you juggling being a doctor with uh, managing an above 500 fantasy team? Oh my god, Ooh. it is so easy for me, just like everything else. <laughs> um, it's tough. What a softball question. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I, it is tough. I, I struggled a lot last year with fantasy and with watching football in general. Like, I, I really missed being able to watch the games, and that was like my main source of, I feel like, knowledge last year was that, or the, in years past, was actually just watching the players play. Yeah. And last year that was really lacking, and I felt like my performance reflected that. And this year I've had to really consolidate and try to find things where, like, Andrew's making fun of me for my fucking resources that I use. But it's nice to have, like, a little digest of, like, this person's hurt, this person's hurt, this person did well last week. Like, think about this person for pickups. And I will not share with anyone what my resource is, but I like it. What about me? I'm not, I'm not part of any of this. I just want to know something. Oh, Alex wants to know something. Alex needs a secret. Alex will find out later. Later. I'll tell Alex later. But it is hard. I mean, especially being... It helps a little bit to be in the central time zone because we're awake a little bit earlier. But at the same time, you don't get to wake up and have like a 10 a.m. football game and have a mimosa and like start your day with football. And I miss that a lot. All right. Anna, let's get you involved here. How does it feel having me talk about this fantasy league all the time, <laughs> late at night, early in the morning, during dinner? Oh my, during dinner? Do you feel like you're part of the league now, or do you just hate it every second of every conversation? Well, hold on. Softball that up. Does it? Do you want to be part of it, or do you want nothing to do with it? Mm, well, I'm undefeated in my current fo- fantasy oh. football league. Oh. And I was runner-up last year so you're in my fantasy football league. Your league's Corey. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that makes me good. Detestable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when Andrew first asked me to be in the league with him, oh my god, we had just started dating, Ooh. and so I was like, oh my god, that's a big commitment, like huge. That's a commitment to like January, and I don't know if I could do that. Like, what if we break up and then I'm in this league with this guy? Like, that I can't do it. And he won that year, thanks to my guidance. Uh, but <laughs> we all know it to be true. Yeah. No sense denying it now. One so, player does not a championship make. If it's OBJ, it sure does. <laughs> hey, that was a Laura Lee. Oh, the truth comes out. <laughs> So I, I feel you, Anna. It's like, uh, do you really miss, like, have to mix business and pleasure? Well, I will say this. I did not know in the beginning quite the level of football fandom <laughs> that I was getting myself into. And it's like, sneaky. Yeah. Looking back on it a year you later. You softball, right? So I knew about the softball. I knew about the baseball. I was all in for it. We started dating in August. So we had a good month before we had any football start up, 
And looking back on it a year later, knowing that we went camping on the first, like, the opening weekend of football season. Whoa. Yeah. That... And I rushed us back so that we could watch football that day. Well, we also listened to it on the car. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yep. Definitely. I mean, as, as the only married person at the table, except Andrew, to whom I am married. <laughs> AJ is at the table. Thanks for playing that out. Technically. Well, he's on the table. But... <laughs> AJ, are you still with us? <laughs> yeah. All right. Heavy editing this episode. <laughs> so, as, as one of the only married people at the table, it is very important to hide your obsessions until later. <laughs> so, it's good that Boyd tried to shield you from his, yeah. you know. Yeah. Help the advice. That's, yeah. that's the reason I didn't win last year, is because I was trying to hide my fantasy. Oh, fantasy. no, don't even. Don't even. I was, I was single the year that I won it, and. Uh, <laughs> He gave up single them to, and I'm happy now. That... Oh. <laughs> Happier now. Oh. Yeah. Still, still digging into wow. it. Wow. Oh. I wish I was FaceTiming. I just want to see Anna's face like It's not good. <laughs> what I'm Spoiler imagining alert. right now is uh, that, that picture of Boyd holding the trophy <laughs> in the lower area. I am aware of this photo you speak of. Was Couldn't, he nude? Yes. <laughs> I mean, as Boyd often is. <laughs> well, I think Anna had some idea because she did take that picture. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so, she had I, some I, idea. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was an obvious fanaticism. fact. Apparently, to Everyone not many that. people. That was it. That imagine... still sunk in as you were saying that. I, Boyd so... clearly did not set this up with like, <laughs> photos. Sorry. With the tripod, yeah. Well, there is a somebody was taking that photo. You you can set it to time. Ten second timer on your phone. Now that I found the bag that you actually took that picture the last year, how many outtakes were there? Like, how long did that picture take to set up? Oh, it was a whole photo. Well, there were zero outtakes. They were all gold. I mean, it, it was just a series of twenty to twenty five shots, and they were all fantastic. I just kept the rest for myself. What was that? All right. Well, I think that probably about wraps it up. Obviously, everybody feels really good about all their teams. I Bar- don't. Barrett, I don't feel oh, so good. Barrett doesn't feel good about her team. I'm, Alex I'm feels good. Right I'm changing course. Yeah. I think Barrett's going to win. I'll trade you for Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Trade proposals oh. happening live on the I How You Say podcast. <laughs> Nothing is off limits. There's so much cheese available. I know. All right, thank you all for joining us, and uh, we'll get back to the podcast shortly. Adios. Okay, let's get to the week four previews. Up first, Danny versus Boyd. I currently have a 21-point projected advantage, but uh, Danny doesn't have a kicker that is actively playing a game this week, so let's shoot him another four or five points. Uh, we'll call it about a 16-point projected advantage. How do you see this matchup going? Uh, so it will be a interesting matchup. Um, I think that both Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes are going to have big games. I think the lining backs, you have a large advantage. Um, against the wide, wide receivers, it's pretty even with Danny's boom or bust. Your low ceiling, uh, high floor. Low ceiling? 
My boys have nothing but ceiling. What you talking about? Okay. And continuing on. <laughs> uh, so I think you will take it out. If you you're know, um, if you're willing to give me Jared Goff is going to have a good game, I'm going to run away with this matchup. I think the only way Danny wins is if Goff continues to suck hard and Mahomes is Mahomes. Because that could be a 20 to 30 point swing right there. So if you're yeah, giving I, me Goff, then you're giving me the matchup, it sounds like. Yeah, I think that, well, I think it's even more that even, like, coming out of the early games, you may not even need Goff. You may have already won it. <laughs> Would you suggest benching Goff? At that point, sure, if you aren't going to get high point. Mm-hmm. But... Like, basically, it may not even come down to golf because his running backs together may only score two points. It's true. They're terrible. He's got Howard and single Perry. Like, who knows what the usage of Howard's going to be. Well, now, hold on a second. He traded OBJ for Devin Singletary. Therefore, he must be really good, right? Yeah, but he's injured. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, but he also got John Brown for OBJ, so he must be pretty good, right? Oh, he's not in the starting lineup. Oh, but he also got Matt Ryan for OBJ, so he must be pretty good. Oh, yeah, he has Pat Mahomes. Okay. Okay, I see what you're doing here, and it's a lot of smack talk. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm going to segue a little bit, if you will allow me, boy. Will you allow me to segue? I will allow this. So if we go to week three and we look at Boyd and Corey and look at the smack talk. Did you see this smack talk? It was fantastic. Corey so, really outdid himself with the running commentary about, uh, well, you know what, I'm not going to say it because uh, maybe one of the people involved is listening to the podcast and I would not want to. <laughs> so... Draw attention. I'm, I'm just going to call... Uh, the code name I'm going to give for this person is BM. Uh, BM told me last night that she's embarrassed to be associated with your crappy roster. Oh, okay. So BM's sitting over again tonight. I was showing her your team and she asked me how much you spent on Hawkinson. $10, I said. She lost. This morning over breakfast, BM was looking again at Boyd's team again. Why doesn't he have any starting wide receivers? I just smiled and shocked. This BM person's really interested in your team, Boyd. Yeah. Making very Um, astute observations, (laughs) one could say. After I sent her a screenshot of our projections, BM just texted me this. I have never said... I never, I have never said this out. I think he's done an AJ here. I've never said this out loud to him, but I'm disappointed in Boyd. BM called me today and asked, hey, who is Boyd's number one running back? I thought about it and said, Joe Mixon, I guess. After a brief pause, BM commented, he's not very good, is he? And then we both laughed at your expense. Well, Corey really have, and he did this over multiple days. Yeah. 
which is the impressive part. It's like, he really must have been missing Costina because these messages are coming in at like 2.40... Uh, when was it? 2.48 on Tuesday, 11 p.m. on Tuesday, 9 a.m. Wednesday, well, 1 p.m. It, it really begs the question, is Corey more obsessed with my team or are we more obsessed with Corey's team? Ooh, that would be a tough one. It's a close one. Okay. All right. Segway let's, over. Well, let's move on. Next matchup. Oh, we got to do picks. Uh, are you picking me? Uh, no. <laughs> really? So, all that said, you're going to pick Danny in this one. Oh, you, wait. You Danny think, you think Danny gets this. off the schneid this week? Yeah, get, no, get no, out of last I'm week's matchup. You. I'm picking you. No, okay. I was picking you out last week. I am also picking myself. All right, next matchup. Bake versus Christina. Uh, Bake's got a 13-point projected advantage. I believe Christina's missing a couple people from her projections right now, so that might end up being pretty close. She'll need to start a flex and a defense and probably a kicker. She's got the Cardinals kicker in there right now. So uh, projections have it pretty close. I think I'm going with Bake. Uh, sticking with the guy whose team I think we like the best coming out of the draft. Uh, he had a big week three. I think he's back. I think so, too. Well, let me have a look. Yeah, yeah, I'll still go with him. Christina did just pick up Darren Waller, uh, and she doesn't have much of a flex. But, uh, she's. I mean, she's got a fighting chance here, for sure. But I like the star power of Justin Baker's team. All right, so we're both going bake. Next matchup, Badger against Barrett. We've got a 19-point projected advantage for Badger. Uh, I'm riding the Badger train on this one. Yeah, especially with, like, uh, Barrett needs to add a flex in. And right now it's a little bit slim picking. Well, Josh Gordon would be the natural suggestion to go with. Uh, So 10 points on that. I hereby officially trademark the term Badger Train, by the way. Okay. And I am the conductor of this vehicle. All right, who you got in this matchup? Um, I, I've got Badger because I think Barrett's team is underperforming. Like, mm-hmm. She's got, like, Kelly McClellan, McClellan, who's good. Jared Cook, who is not good. James Connor, who is un- underperforming. Uh, yeah, I think Barrett will barely score 80 points. Badger, Badger's doing on and off where she's having a really good week, really bad week, really good week. Is this another really bad week? Mm, could be. Uh, even still, I think Badger wins. And she may win the weekly prize, if, if that's the case. You think Badger wins the weekly prize? Or Barrett does. Oh, no, sorry. The I weekly the prize, for the record, is the bad B, which is most points by a losing team. Oh, then Badger doesn't win it. Oh. I thought it was the lowest winning Ah, uh, no, no, no. We already did that. We always did that. All right, so three games in, we are identical on our picks. You're going to have to uh, zag here pretty soon, mister. Uh, next. Well, you get an extra pick now. Oh, yes. Next matchup, uh, you refuse to pick because you're so noble. It's you against Laura. You currently have a 
17-point advantage, even though officially the line is only 6.9. We're sticking with 17. No, uh, she's missing a linebacker. Oh, yeah, she needs a running back in there, which she she does not have a ton of those. Uh, So you must be feeling pretty good about yourself this week, huh? Well, yes, but my team's underperforming. Like, I... The way I'm looking at my season is after week six, if I'm four and two, right? Like if I, no, four and two is too generous. If after week seven, I'm four and three, or three and four, I will be very happy. Because I think my team is gonna like launch itself in the second half of the season. Once I get Deshaun Jackson back, once. I get Michael Gallup back once I get Melvin Gordon back. We're filing on all cylinders. Like, I'll be the underdog who no one wants to meet in the uh, playoffs. Do you even want Gordon to come back? I mean, Eckler's doing pretty well right now. And if Gordon comes back, the two of them will probably split carries. I think at this point, you root for Gordon to hold out the entire year. Oh, I want Gordon to come back on a different team, sorry. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> right. Like, maybe it's going to be, say, the Giants. Oh, yeah. Unlikely, but sure, why not? No, like, for a one-year deal, Gordon basically gets to play that one year, right? And Gordon gets out of L.A., gets more exposure in New York, right? More exposure than L.A., I suppose. Huh? Yeah, it could yeah, happen. Sure, why not? Charges, it's not the Rams. Oh, yes. So. All right. So, it sounds I like you're picking yourself this week. I do not pick. Oh, okay. All right, well. Because every week I'll pick myself. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick you this week. I want to pick Laura, but I have no idea what's happening with that second running back. And really, her first running back, Montgomery, has been underperforming. So... I'm going to go with you. I enjoy the possibility of the old Boyd picking AJ Jinx this week. Uh, although I did, picked, I did correctly, I correctly picked your matchup last week. So yeah. uh, I don't know if the Jinx is over or not, but officially put me down for AJ Joshi this week. Okay. All right. Next matchup. Um, one of the better matchups of the week, but not the marquee matchup. This is Corey versus Eric. 3-0 and versus 2-1. and First and second place in... The champs division. Yeah. And I think, like, Eric's team is a little underrated, uh, underprojected as well. Because, like, I don't think they're projecting Demarcus Robbins correctly yet. Mm-hmm. He's projected for 11. Well, he's projected for 11 points. But he has scored, like, 34 and then 11 last week. Yeah. Um, Let's Tell you see, what, like, big debut for Miles Sanders on Eric's team. He must be excited about that. Yeah, let's see. Is he going to start him? Well, so here's the deal about Corey's team. Uh, it is very good, but... Yeah, now Corey's going to win. <laughs> yeah, Corey's going to win. Like, even, even if you poke holes in a couple of his players, it's so deep that uh, the other guys are, are going to score points. It would need to be well, pretty much a team-wide failure. As good as, and Eric does have a good team, but 
Um, I'm looking at the check marks here, and Corey's got the check mark on each one of his positions, exception of the defense. Projected advantage of 27 points. Uh, we're going to need some injuries to slow down Corey, I think. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to be if Corey does not have a single injury, he will win this league, which is a sad, sad thing. But, uh, I always hoped it would be Christina winning the league first over Corey. Yeah. Well, maybe Christina will take him down in the final. That would be oh, poetic maybe. justice. Okay, um, let's move on to the marquee matchup of the week. Our favorite every year, Real Andrew versus Fake Andrew. Yeah. Uh, also one of the closest matchups of the week, uh, Fake Andrew with a five-point projected advantage. Uh, yeah. Fake Andrew comes in with a 2-1 and one record. Real Andrew comes in with a 1-2 and two record. Uh, what do you think here? So, breaking it down... We have, in terms of quarterbacks, we have Russell Wilson for Fake Andrew versus Arizona at Arizona. And Vance versus Green Bay at Green Bay. I think I would give this to Russell Wilson, where they are potentially going to score. Well, this is the interesting thing about the Seahawks team. It looks like they can put up points very quickly, and Russell Wilson can do that, but they don't want to when the game is close. It's like the Seahawks of uh, 2013, 2014. They don't want to let Russell throw the ball. They don't want to let Russell run the ball. They're just going to do their run-run pass thing. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, look, we've fallen behind two touchdowns. Now we let you fall. Yeah. How did you enjoy facing Russell Wilson last year, or last week? Uh... I hated it because I was. Whenever you're facing like a number of Seahawks, it was, Andrew has Wilson, Carson, and the Seahawks defense. Mm -hmm. I was like, either I win the matchup or the Seahawks win. Please let it like. Please let it be one of these two. Yeah. And it was like I lost the matchup and Seahawks lost. Yeah. So the, the brutal double fair. dip. Yeah. All right. Um, I think I'm agreeing with you, although I feel like that Philly-Green Bay game has a chance to turn into a track meet. But I'll give a slight edge to Russell Wilson on this one. Uh, running backs, we got Philip Lindsay, Derek Henry for uh, Real Andrew, and then we got Chris Carson, Marlon Mack for Fake Andrew. Uh, this is also pretty close, because I feel like we got Stud and Mack against Stud and Henry, and then Carson's losing his grip on that job, and Lindsey also, uh, he had a big week three, but has generally uh, not been the same player as last year. So we got one good guy, one bad guy for each team. I think I'm going to go with the Marlon Mack against Oakland matchup, and Chris Carson squeaking out a few points before he loses that job. So give me the edge to Andrew and the running backs. Okay. Yeah, I'll agree. It's a very, very small edge. Like, it it just depends on who booms. Um, Henry may boom in Atlanta. Lindsay against Jacksonville is probably going to have a bad game. So Carson may do something or may fumble. Like, I think if he fumbles one more time, he's out. 
Okay. Well, that would be interesting because follow... Penny's not ready to come back yet, so we may be looking at the CJ Procise era. Yeah. Who is available on the waiver wire? <laughs> As of the recording of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll go with like I'll just call this a dead heat. Um, yeah, okay. In terms of wide receivers, though, it is nowhere near a dead heat. With like Fake Andrew having a huge advantage with DeAndre Hopkins and Cooper Cup versus Devonte Adams, who's not having a great season, and Tyler Williams, who is having a good season, but yeah. I would say it's closer than you're describing, but I still like Hopkins and Cup better. Okay. I mean, it's still Devontae but, Adams. He's going to start scoring touchdowns here at some point. Sure. But, yeah, I do, I do think that Will Andrew has a huge advantage in tight end. Okay. Like, Jason Witten was miraculous in the blowout win, but it was a blowout win. So let's see if he can do it in a closer game. Yeah. Which, At least well, six we've... points in every game so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go a different direction. I'm going to go with Jason Witten in this matchup. Moving on to the flex, we got Ridley for fake Andrew, Peyton Barber for real Andrew. Do we think Ridley's going to boom or do we think he's going to bust? Mine's Peyton Barber, so like, why does God, I don't even care. I think like this will be unless Calvin Woodley has like a, a like a three touchdown for like four passes for three touchdown game. This won't even matter. I can't I believe we're talking about Peyton Barber this much, and we've only been talking about him for about twenty seconds. Yeah, I like Ridley here. He he had kind of a dud last week, I believe, but uh, the big play potential makes him hard to pass up in a matchup like this. Uh, defense and kicker, we usually don't talk about these, but there are defenses that are scoring 40 points in fantasy football this year. So do we need to start talking about defenses? No. Okay. We're not going to talk about defense. All right, let's We're move on. We're not going to talk about kickers. Let's just move on. All right. Well, based on everything that has come out of my mouth so far. I love Andrew's chances. Uh, and by Andrew, I mean fake Andrew. Um, and you know what? I'm going to stick with my gut. I'm going to go with fake Andrew in this one, since I love all of his players more than real Andrew's players. So I come to the same conclusion, but for different reasons, which is I think the wide receiver gap and the quarterback gap gives it to fake Andrew. All right. All right, well, that concludes the matchups for week six. Uh, as we mentioned, the weekly prize is the bad beat, most points by a losing team. Uh, do you have a quick prediction on this one, highest scoring loser for the week? Well, this one should be an easy one to predict, to be honest. Yeah? Who you got? Uh... Oh, yeah, it'll be easy. It's Eric. Okay. What about you? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Laura in this one. What do you think about that? Hmm, interesting. Okay, so you're going to say my, my, my team's actually going to live up to its projection and not, like, squander 
full of the goodwill I've built towards it. As I much as I would love for a squander here, uh, no, I think you win. And I mean, I'm not saying Laura's getting the second most points in the league, but of the losers, I think she's probably got the highest. So I think your matchup is reasonably close, and I think you have to sweat it out on Sunday or Monday. <laughs> or Tuesday? Or Tuesday. Okay. All right, well... I think that'll do it for the week. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Yeah, thanks again. Uh, bye for now. Okay, we have one last bonus segment for your listening pleasure. This is unscripted podcast gold at its finest. Or anything, yeah. so it's just like you just. But yeah, no, it wouldn't have made a difference. I mean, I think I shit the bed worse last week. Yeah. My team. You've been doing a lot of bed shitting this week. Lots of bed I mean, shitting. How's that make Shitters you feel? Academy. I don't Barrett's like bed shitting bed, but I'm I'm also. I Barrett's think bed I, shitters. <laughs> that should be your new team name. <laughs> no, maybe maybe when you, when you play me and you make a side bet to change your team name, I'll change it to that. <laughs> Smart. Who are you playing this week, Badger? Yeah, I'm playing Badger. She needs a new team name too. Yeah. She does. Maybe I yeah. should like side chat her up. Yeah. Just be like, <laughs> winner gets to name the other one's team. Oh yeah. Of course, if she it. wins, she's not gonna name your team because she hasn't even named her own team. No. Yeah. True. I need to rename my team. Also, I don't entirely. Yeah. Well, new year, new team name. I know. Exactly. I am. My bed shitters can't shit the bed every week, can they? So like, there's gonna be some time where they all just like know. go off there's together. Bed together. <laughs> They've all just been shitting the bed at the same time together. So. <laughs> Well, maybe they'll just shit somebody else's bed. Boyd's team shit the bed worse than mine did. You had did it? less points, and I and okay. James White didn't even play. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you can't win every week. That's what I always say. So. <laughs> That's what I always say. Spoken by a true champion. <laughs> That's right. Hey, you guys understand? Totally. I was just so happy that I beat AJ. Yeah, I, I, I was I pissed I did so not beat AJ. Well. Actually, I don't think I beat AJ last year either, and I was like, that motherfucker. Yeah. I, they're very unsatisfied. Is there a anything... maximum number of times that I could beat AJ and be happy? <laughs> that number doesn't exist. Is there anything it's more infinity. satisfying than Do you play AJ, AJ this no. week? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm scared. Yeah. Because I really, like, I need to beat him. Yeah, you do, mm-hmm. please. I would like to beat AJ for the rest he... of my life. When, it's his, not, it's when not just, his team shit the bed I first that week, I was, like, I was like, oh, this is going to be very satisfied. And it's then not just beat beating AJ. It's the fact that he, every time he wins now, he has a platform to really, like, push his message of, my team's really <laughs> and he, good. And he thinks he knows so much. Yeah. It's Does he display that during the, when you guys podcast? do your podcast? Yes. I mean, if he wins, he goes, now what I did is this. <laughs> yeah, basically. Pretty much that. <laughs> oh god. He's he's taking full responsibility for me winning uh last year because Why? Why is that? he traded you he, a winning player. He made some like side mention to me about picking up CJ Anderson and and it, it actually like I was like I was like, oh shit, I actually should do that. But he's like, I'm taking full responsibility <laughs> for speaking of I while well, your name's mind. on the trophy, Barrett, so it is. Uh yeah. You get the last speaking one. Of the one I want Terry McLaurin. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, when do you guys do your podcast? Scary Terry is, is nice? so good. Yeah. Oh. Terry and who? he's from Ohio State. So. Terry who? Terry McLaurin. Huh? Who's that? Why don't you just say it out loud to the group? Because <laughs> it's a secret. 
Oh, it's a secret. The location of recording. Is that what he just told you? 